Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, church planner, this is the lonely, the isolated, the only Pete Mitchell without, without his sidekick forever. Yeah. yeah. Our friendship is coming to an we, end. We did but threaten. <coughs> we will be back. We won't be back. We will We will be back anytime there's a Star Wars something, something. Like, I don't know, the Book of Boba Fett. We'll yeah. come back on for a special edition. We can't leave you hanging with the Star Wars updates. No one's going to, like, that's not the way it works. That's not why we did any of this, Pete. People don't, come on. like, keep the podcast on there and go, hey, you know, maybe in six months they'll come out with another episode. Oh, they will, Pete. They will. Like Yoda said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyway, were you telling me about your mom and your brother? And- <clears throat> oh, I was just saying. Uh, this is my mom's birthday, so it's kind of cool that we're ending the podcast today. I was supposed to uh, dedicate uh, my next book to her, and uh, I promised her on her deathbed. And then, of course, we know I lied because I dedicated it to my wife, my number one church planning partner. But I am writing a theology book. Oh my! It will go to my wife. I, I mean, dang it, I did it again. We'll go to my mom. And uh, anyways, uh, I was saying earlier before mom. Wherever you are, I, and then I paused and said, okay, she's in heaven. Mom, I hope this podcast made you proud. So, I hope she's got better things to do than listen to our podcast. She's like, you know, son, uh, I don't even know if you're my son up here anymore. Uh, I'm pretty much worshiping Jesus. We're not paying attention to your podcast. Most church planners aren't paying attention to your podcast. No, in, in all seriousness, that is not why. Uh, you, you've probably all caught the reason that we're 
um, not doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> the truth is, we don't really have a good reason. Uh, we just decided to stop hey, doing it. Why are you saying we? <laughs> why? Why you keep? This is not me. I want everyone to know that I was here for you guys. I was ready to keep going. I know because you're you're just here for the good times. I, I you know for me, I'm for here me, for smack. I got I just, nothing else to contribute. I don't want to be the guru. There is so much more to learn, and people don't need to learn it from me. Right. I kind of figure it's not like we stop and then, hey, we make room for the next. Hey, it's anyone can make a podcast. But what I don't want to do is continue to talk about things where, you know, I've got to keep trying to make stuff up. I mean, after almost nine years, I think. I don't know why you don't just start talking about the same things again. It's not like people are going back to episode one. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because my views on so many things have not only changed or deepened or have come to understand more. If I did an APES thing right now, it'd be totally different than that last APES series we did. I thought Steve Erickson's comment was, <clears throat> this is the end of a beautiful friendship. But no, I, I read his 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 thing wrong on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see, he understands. Our friendship's now over. You and I will never talk. It is not. I'm coming to Pete's house Sunday, everybody. Just witness that I said it. I'm coming over to Pete's house because I love Pete. More than Pete loves Why do you have to go there? <laughs> Why do you have to bring up the L word? I love you, dude. <laughs> I totally love you, dude. Nothing makes Pete more uncomfortable than another man saying I love you. Every, every once in a while, I just bust one of those out. This week, Pete actually put on his Facebook a, 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 a screenshot of a text. Because I totally love you, dude. Any chance I get to make Pete feel uncomfortable, it's so easy. I finally so got Tyrone to stop saying, I love you, man. When he like calls me, I'm like, dude, seriously. Um, oh, I need Tyrone. you to not say I love you to me. Tyrone, we have never stopped calling you. Well, I'll say well, that. Because that's, that's on my list. That's oh, on my it? list of okay. top moments about this podcast. All right. So I have 30 written down. I figure we do 50. That means you got to make some up, Pete. <laughs> I can't write all 50 of them. Why don't you tell them how the podcast started? <clears throat> That's it. You know, I don't know if my question or my answer to that would be the right one. Because I've been listening to a podcast where they talk about founders myths. And uh, I remember that time you're like, dude, you're so cool. I wish all church planners were like you. And I was like, yeah, what not, baby? That's it. And I turned my head like that, you know, and you said, if I paid for everything, would you make a cool guy church planner podcast? Because there's none out there. No, the real story is uh, Pete and I were uh, planting a church, and Pete basically said, "Hey." And when you say um, Pete and I, you mean you were planting a church, and I was like, "Hey, all right, I'll come well, to this church." The the way I think back on that is that all of you were planting. You just didn't know it. Like I was springing the big surprise. Surprise! You're a church planner, which was literally what happened in that church plant. Was I started treating everybody like a podcast or i mean uh, like a, a church planner i did hill sprints this morning so i'm i'm uh you did, did what uh, i did hill sprints this oh. morning so my brain's like coo, 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 and that's the excuse i use if i, I didn't do Wednesday's hill sprints off from working out so oh, do I, you? I, I walked my kids to school that's all i did well, my, my my brain's trying to get more blood to my head because right now it's going to my old man body it's going to heal that pain but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Pete was like, Hey, man, is there like any kind of like magazine for church planners? And I remember my response was, No, but there should be. 
because he had like outreach and Christianity Today and some missionary magazines. And it just seemed like that would be cool. And and you did offer to pay for everything, which was great because I had no money. And um, if you say so, I don't remember. Yeah, we started, but we actually raised, didn't we do a Kickstarter? Oh, yeah. It off? No, we did a Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a Kickstarter uh, when, before Kickstarter was cool. It was like brand new when we did it. We got the money and then we, uh, we launched the magazine and then, um, decided you, you're like, well, what if we start a podcast to like promote the magazine? And, uh, and that, that kind of became the tail wagging the dog. I remember like you were so, you were harder then to get you to commit to anything than you are today. Yeah. And so I finally just said to you, look, I'm starting the podcast on this day. If you show up great, if you don't, I'm doing it anyway. And then you showed up and we did it. And I remember the fourth episode you're like, Oh, I can't be there for that one. I'm like, dude, is this what I'm going to have to deal with? And so you had me do it with Chris Langham that early on that early on. Well, now nine years later, you just abandoned me completely. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I, I, I tell you what, man, it was, it's been a fun ride. I mean, it has really been a fun ride. And, and I look back and I, my hope is that this podcast will still, uh, kind of be like a, a library for planners that find us and want to go through it. It is unique. I do listen to other podcasts and not only is it unique and that we waste your time the first 30 minutes. Um, it is unique. I suppose as unique as church plantology. Cha-ching! Um, it, it is that unique in the sense that um, that the kind of church planning that we're talking about is not common out there in the church planning podcast world. So uh, when I look at that, I think, you know, eventually it will be. I have no doubt that eventually the stuff you and I are talking about will take over the mainstream of church planning. Um, but that, you know, when I look back, I think, you know, it's like church planning for the other guys or gals, uh, church planning for, for, you know, the 90% of people that are never going to launch large. I saw a, a Facebook ad yesterday and it was, uh, it, it so reminded me of our podcast. Cause it was like, uh, Hey pastor, how to grow your church from 200 to 2000. <laughs> it was like their, their little info book, which I'm sure they were selling something. And I was like, Oh man. I started reading the comments, you know, and, and started seeing some people, some people were, you know, offended by that. Other people were like, well, how do I grow from 20 people to 200? And I was like, yep, I get that one too. Yep. Well, I got a, I I got a question for you, Pete. Why don't you tell them how we met and how you actually got you to the church plant? Remember how we met and then how uh, we kind of, uh, because you, you heard me preach, right? At refuge. Yeah. So refuge Huntington beach, which is, uh, you know, considered a mega church at the time. They probably had 2000 people. I have no idea what they're up to now. Um, I, first of all, I think I saw you do a video when you were still in Wales and you like sent it to the church about something. And and I was like, man, that guy seems like a cool guy. I could probably help him out. And so I started taking, I was going to go on a short-term mission trip and refuge made you take like these classes And I literally went to the first one and I was like, I'm never coming back here again. You're literally asking me to name the countries and their capitals. I'm like, forget this. I am not back in school. This is ridiculous. And I never went back to another session. That wasn't me. In fairness, that was not my part of the night. I came after that, but I remember the same. You were via video. 
And so like, Oh really? Was yeah, that you Wales were, or something? Yeah. You were still in Wales for this class. So you, I think you contributed something by, via video. That's how I first met you. And then, so at some point in the future, after that, you came to the church and, uh, and you, sp- I, what do, I was literally, I was going to reach out to you and say, Hey, I could help you with some of your video stuff. But I was like, ah, he's too busy. He doesn't want to hear from me. And I literally just was like, eh, whatever. And never followed up. And just was like this thought in the back of my head. And then you came and spoke at refuge. And apparently you had a, a sign-up sheet for, you know, if you want to get more information, my newsletter, whatever. And so on our way out, I took Jamie. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go sign up for this. And I just signed up. That's rad. And that's how I met you. That's rad. See what happens when you sign up for one of those newsletters? You might get sucked into a podcast. Well, and then then there was the time. So uh, you know, um, you know, one day I'm 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 writing Church Zero up in Oregon, and uh, and you know, I I basically um, one one morning I'm praying and I'm I'm asking the Lord, Hey, what do you want me to do? Which is a common thing, like. You guys got to understand, like, because I'm apostolic, I'm always ready to shift direction. You know, it doesn't matter what job I have. I'm ready. I'm always like, yeah, it, it, the benefits are not my, that's not what I, I make decisions based on. For me, it's kind of like, Lord, I'm a gun, point and shoot me. Where do you want me to aim at next? And you right? said Where, gun. You like that? I almost said sword, and then I'm like, I'll do this for Pete. It's our last one. I'll get violent. So, you know, uh, so anyways, um, but I was praying that morning and I felt God say, like with an urgency, call your list now. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. So I pulled out, I had four or five sheets of emails and phone numbers and I picked one sheet and at the very top was Pete Mitchell. And I called you and we spoke for like an hour and I Got off the phone and was like, I might have even said it to you on the phone. No, you didn't. Chatted. You didn't. I got off the phone. I was like, well, that was the one guy I was supposed to call. After that conversation. And I, I was still like, hold that it could have been Satan <laughs> telling you to call your list. It was, it was totally, it was just God. It was like, it was just like everything fell into place. And I'm like, okay, that guy was the guy that I was supposed to talk to. And it was just kind of cool, man. It was just, it was neat. And that started a friendship, which will continue, dang it. <laughs> it's over. I'm, everybody, I'm driving down Sunday. We're watching Dune. We'll I'm see. not watching it. I'm not watching it Friday. I'm going to see James we'll see. Bond Friday, which Pete told us James Bond dies last week. I did. <laughs> like, he totally, that was you literally have to- like the first line out of my mouth. You know he dies in the end of the movie, right? <laughs> Dude, we have the best. I have the best list, by the way. He of, gives of birth to himself. Great. He gives birth to himself. Oh, Come gosh. on. Oh, man. I got so many. Um, okay. <clears throat> I don't know if I have this. Did you not. put that on the list? He gives birth to himself? I did. Okay. Dude, you can't go there. You can't go there. I, right. I got. I got. Okay. So today's episode, as a tribute to ourselves <laughs> just joking no today it's it's the one about the church Hunter podcast yeah <laughs> what about the i mean church podcast you know it, it's kind of like Gollum talking in like the the third person it's it's it does this my precious that's what we're doing today we're talking to ourselves like Gollum. 
And the precious is, uh, you know, the podcast, and it has to be thrown into the fires of Mount Doom and destroyed forever so it doesn't become an evil that takes over the world. But, uh, but anyways, um, you know, we're going to have this wrestle match on this podcast, and eventually one of our fingers is going to come off, but this podcast is going to get destroyed. So that's how that works, right? Okay. And then we'll come out with, like, little short stories like Tolkien did, and he burped out and farted out little things, thanks to his grandson, you know. But uh, anyways, okay, first one, first one is the fact it ever got started at all. That's our first greatest moment. Okay. It got started at all because Pete knows that for me, anything to do with tech, like, mm, you know, and, and I'm. It's actually the reason why I never thought you would have another podcast. I was like, there's no way he could do it. There's yeah. literally no way he could do it. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a thing like, man, are we, and, and I was so intimidated. I didn't understand like how to launch podcasts. So it seemed like this big instrument. It's kind of like starting, Hey, we'll just start a TV show. You guys got to understand this is like nine years ago. People didn't just start podcasts. So Pete's like, one day, I think you called me up and you're like, Hey, we're doing the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, I wouldn't surprise uh, me. Uh, what, what is it? And you go, yeah, tomorrow, 10 AM. Just be there. I'll send you the link. Boom. And that's how we did it. It was literally you just and I'm like, but I'm not ready, but I'm I, I need to. And you're like, nope, we're doing it. And I don't even remember what the first episode. I I need to go back and listen to the first episode. I think That'd it was interesting. A, a little bit about us. So I think it was <clears throat> probably about your background, and then the next one was probably about me, my background, and then we like launched it. Yep. <clears throat> I'm I'm thinking of things right now. I, I'm I'm taking You're my list of fifty things. as we go. Yeah. Now you add any in as you want. I'll take them off my list. So if you want to do like a, a an alternate alternate emoji IV, that's on my list. Of course it is. Yes. So Mo give emoji muy rapido. That one's number two. <laughs> all right, all right. So mi dragon is muy rapido. I have to say there have been Pete. This podcast would not have been what it was without you, brother, because you have brought up the funniest freaking crap. And that was one of them. That was early days of the podcast. And people were like, like I, I, somebody made like a, did we, did we say we want a t-shirt and someone made up like a mock-up t-shirt, you know? And then I don't know if you did it or someone else did it. Could have been Barry. Barry did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. We had a lot more graphics. Um, like the one that I shared for Facebook that had like happy trees, happy trees. And it showed like Bob, Bob happy Ross, plants, happy know? plants, happy plants. We had the, um, this is one I didn't think of, um, Brooks, um, Brandon Brooks. When he made the uh, comic principality strip. of Sealand, you remember that? Yeah, he made a comic strip of you and I, and uh, uh, and that's another one that I'm just thinking of right now. All right, I got that. I'm up to 42 now. So we read Dragon, and then I think Peyton shared like his different versions of Vietnamese. I know about four essential. I just phrases. remember. Okay, I'd never said that to you before, and you were talking about languages. And you were probably like, you know, the forces with you in Vietnamese or whatever. I don't know. I know that in French. And I was like, hey, the only thing I know in Spanish is mi dragón es muy rapido. <laughs> you just started laughing. Yeah, but was it, was, it, was, it was the passion you said it with. Mi dragón es muy rapido. <laughs> you, you put some, some, you know, as the British say, put some welly in it, love. You put I some welly Hector in it. I think Mora that. was like correcting me. No, it's, it's, uh, 
uh, Midragon es Rapido Mui is how you're supposed to say it or something like that. I'm like, hey, I still didn't pass Spanish. All right. Come on. I remember when I horrified my Welsh class in Wales singing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I worked hard on that thing and sang it in class. And uh, everyone just looked at me like, that American guy's an idiot. And uh, it didn't fit anywhere. I just busted it out. So, okay. So number three, greatest 50 moments, any comment Ruben Young has ever posted. That counts for me as one of our greatest moments. That guy is seriously probably the funniest Facebook poster on the planet. And he has heckled and mocked us nonstop the entire time we've been going. Uh, he was the one that came up with Pete is my pastor. Um, he's he's just had some zingers over it. Pete Mitchell's my pastor. And uh, we actually have a recording. I think that came through the Bible Inner Circle, right? Didn't that come through? I have no idea. I don't even know what we, you're talking about. We used to... We used to play sound bites back in the day, and that was one of the regular ones we used to play. We used to play um, Ed Stetzer asking if this was uh, uh, mom and dad's basement. You used a couple um, of guys sitting down in a basement drinking some beer. Yeah. Then then we also used to uh, do the one that where I made for you, the, uh, the Miyagi, and I sent it to oh. you on your birthday. Dude, that was literally the funniest sound clip <laughs> ever. Oh, I wish I had the sound clips right now. I'd be playing them like left I and have right. it somewhere. Walk. I'm sure I got it somewhere road. too. But walk left side of the road, get squish just like just like grape. But it, it it started off where I dubbed in. I was trying to sound like Miyagi, and I just couldn't pull it off. Well, that's why it was so funny because it was obviously too. Miyagi, and then you would just go church planter. <laughs> it was it was when he was doing like karate do or karate do not and he's like karate do and i kept putting in like church planner church planting do or church planting do not and uh you you said i was laughing so hard i was crying oh yeah i was playing it for jamie and i was crying in my kitchen it was so funny we used to play that one and then and then that's the one where he goes uh stay on the left side of the road squish just like great so that was pretty good speaking of that little ninja By the way, for hire is Walk right side road, safe. Walk that's left side right. road, safe. Walk middle, squish, just like grape. Oh, that's right. That's right. See, I don't even know my karate. Come on. All right. I know my Miyagi. You you saw my Miyagi and raised me a quote. You won that hand, Pete Mitchell. Uh, any, any uh, okay, little ninja for hire. Yeah, that was good. I treasure that video clip. So Brandon Brooks again. Longtime friend of the podcast and uh, the guy who took me to the Batcave, the one from the oh. 1960s. It's up in uh, Hollywood. And uh, one day I was training church planners and he goes, hey, do you uh, can you get away for a little bit? So I go, dude, I got lunch coming up. I'll, I'll meet you. We literally went to the 1960s Batcave up in Hollywood Hills and uh, walked around. I'm like, well, I got to go train church planners again. Back down the hill we went back to Burbank. But a little ninja for hire. He knew a guy in the Hollywood industry who um, was a little person in Hollywood. It'd be rad if it was a dude from Game of Thrones because he knows Daryl from Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like his buddy. And uh, but anyways, he 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 had the guy go, Peyton. And I know it's not the guy from Walking Dead because this guy's voice was he's like, Peyton, do I have the job? And he's dressed up like a ninja. And he starts like doing karate kicks. And because here's the thing, guys. Our goal to promote the <laughs> magazine was to get an RV. And Peyton wanted to fill it with like 50 little people. 
and have them run out as ninjas and throw ninja stars everywhere that like promoted church planner magazine. And that's what started it. And we, and, and literally we're going to do it. Cause you can, you can, in the phone book, you can hire little people. I don't know if you realize that who has a phone can, book. Right. But, but they used to be listed in the phone book. So you can find on the internet where you rent a little person for, and I know I hate a lot. I hate, hate mail for this, but it's a way to make a living. It's like, uh, you know, like you hire, uh, I'm going to stop there. You hire, uh, people for kids parties or whatever, but they will for like bachelor parties or whatever. They'll come and like the, the idea is that, you know, you, you boss them around and they do stuff. Right. So the, uh, I know, I know, but that's what it is. I, I learned this from my brother. Maybe, maybe you've never hired one. I don't really know. If I that's never the way it works. have, but my brother uh, ha- has because he ran a biker club, and so everyone saw they would they would do this, and so for like their big annual party or whatever. So he he ended up. Uh, anyways, this guy he he literally sent us a video, and the only reason we did not do this, and you have to understand, like exponential was tight. Is, is this supposed to be like a five part series? Because there's no way you're getting through fifty. Well, you keep you keep throwing out ones that I'm like, okay, no, we're gonna make it through, and no, no, I want you to. This is great. I don't want to sit here and read the list. I want you to say the ones, and I'll just skip them when I get to them. But but I have to say, some won't have a lot of commentary, but this one. You have to understand, another one of our memories, I'm not going to keep numbering these. Um, we're just going to list them off because that's what's happening. But uh, one of our things, and we will have 50 of these, um, one of the things that we tried to do was we tried to uh, start doing interviews for the magazine. Because back in the magazine, we could embed video. So we used to have video interviews. So we would go to Exponential. And I think our first year there, they said they caught us and they said, What are you guys doing? And we said, Oh, we're we're filming interviews. And they said, Well, you can't do that. And so I think we, we might have uh, known going. So we like we're trying to stick no, to No, we the, didn't know when we went there. We I found we out, did. but but then we started like going like we found all these little like nooks and yeah, we, we were like say, Meet you can't us here. tell you can't tell uh rick warren what to do with his church building we're gonna use this room over that here. was kind of you know i had a progression here of that story um which was uh okay uh first off there's a there's a progression Dude. there's a progression the mag Dude, okay i remember a story now yes you do go on and tell us no you know I'm where i'm listen. going Yes, I do. So we get this call. Take a U-turn there, big boy. That's right. That's right. That's where I was going. Well, real quick, real quick. Because we were told we couldn't film, we did anyways. And for year two, we're like, okay, we know we can't film there. So how are we going to advertise our our podcast and magazine? So we were going to get a Winnebago because we went through a phase. It was a breaking bad phase, right? Your phases are coming up, by the way. So we went through this breaking bad phase. I like how we're it, like it's 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 ours. It was all your phase. I had already been watching it. <laughs> so <clears throat> you got me watching it. And so we wrapped we were gonna wrap a Winnebago. We're gonna get a Winnebago, wrap it, literally, and and we were already. I knew a dude that was like, I'll donate one to you. You know, I got some on the there was a ministry I knew here in Oceanside where he he would help people get off. The, and he's like, Oh, I'll donate one to your ministry. So we were all set up. We were going to wrap it with our our ad. Then we were going to pull up right at the front on registration day. We were going to have the door open, and we are going to have like 10 little people. 
like pour out of this thing, dress like ninjas. And they're going to be flying around going, hi-ya, hi-ya. And they were going to be throwing ninja stars. So if you've ever seen my business card, it's a ninja star. It's a thick cardboard. Um, it's got blood on it and like it says church planning ninja has all my info. We're going to have ninja star business cards for church planner magazine, right? And become a church planning ninja, whatever. So that's what we're going to have. And then we decided that with all of the terrorist alerts, we'd probably get arrested for this. And I decided, you know what? I don't think I want to go to jail because they're going to have like foam samurai swords. They're going to be throwing things at people. They're going to run through. Nobody's going to tackle them. No one's going to try to catch them. They're going to run through that whole strip and then run back in. And we're going to close and lock the Winnebago until they told us to leave. That was the plan. Biggest publicity stunt ever at Exponential, which would have changed the trajectory of, of my life in ministry because I did end up going on staff at Exponential, and I eventually confessed to them, this was my plan, and they were dumbfounded. <laughs> They're like, we're glad you didn't do that. But um, anyways, so that was that. But skipping ahead now to uh, Pete's uh, adventures in Rick Warren's office. I have a whole series of things regarding Rick Warren's office, which does tie into our strategy to get into advertising Exponential, which another point on my list, was the time that we offered to sell Church Planner Magazine to Exponential. How did that go, Pete? I I still find it absolutely hilarious because you had apparently, I don't even remember this part. You told this to me. You'd asked me, well, what should I offer them the magazine? Because they wanted to buy the magazine. Yeah, they called us up and said, hey, we, we want to work with you. And we could even buy it and you guys can work for us. Yeah. And so I said $5 million as a joke. And that's what you went back to Todd and told him you can buy the magazine for $5 million. I don't remember saying that to you, but apparently you said $5 million and I, I I would. Okay. Cause I thought, you know, we're going to build something. Um, I had been watching a lot of shark tank. I was still adjusting to like American like figures and yada, yada. So I had no idea. I'm like, well, Pete said it was $5 million. So they asked me and I wrote $5 million in an email. Oh, it, wow. It was response. even in an email. It I was in an that. email. Yeah. Oh, wow. I said, I've spoken with my colleague and uh, he says we'd be willing to sell for $5 million. Yeah, that's hilarious. And that was to, that was to Todd Wilson, which was, was pretty funny. That's so funny. Todd's rad, by the way. If you guys don't know Todd, he's a pretty cool dude. And uh, he just didn't respond because I don't think he knew how to respond. He's probably thinking that punk because he had to be thinking, I'm screwing with thinking. him. And I, I wasn't screwing with him. I was just ignorant. I was like, well, Pete said $5 million, so I wrote back $5 million. So, okay, so uh, we get this call. And we get this call from Rick Warren's office. And it's um, – who's the guy that does their, their small group stuff? Steve something, right? Steve Glads or Steve Gladys? Gladden. Gladden. Steve Gladden. There you go. And a bunch of other guys that, like – I can't remember. Like, we know their names, you know. Um, they're, they're guys that people know, and I, I, I suck with this kind of stuff. But like three guys that are kind of prominent over there, they they uh, want to meet with us. So we go in there, and I remember going into this office, Steve Gladden's office, and there's this like little desert um, oasis like dish in the in the middle with M and M's. I'm like, ooh, M and M's. Anyways, Pete and I decide to ride there together. So Pete picks me up in his charger, and he's got this. I don't think I had on. the charger then. Or, okay, whatever car it was, right? Was it the Mustang? Didn't you Probably. have a Mustang? If before? I picked you up, I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was a Mustang. So you picked me up, and you got this TomTom. -tom. 
and you're you're laughing. You're like, yeah, you know. I think Jamie got it for you, right? Didn't Jamie get it for you? No, it was a two dollar upgrade to have. <laughs> you could have different voices, like tell you to right turn, left turn, and so they had one called Cougar. And it was like, hey, big boy, make a right turn, right? And I, I thought it was hilarious. So I it paid was funny. $2. And, yeah, it was uh, pretty dang funny. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we're in this meeting. And uh, I don't remember <laughs> if it was before or after Peyton, who didn't know how to conduct business meetings. I uh, wasn't conducting anything. I just, uh, we were shooting the breeze for a long time. Anyone who knows me knows I hate wasting time. So I, I look at him and I go, so... Uh, why did you guys invite us here? And there was like a stunned silence in the room. And everybody's just kind of taken back. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, I think I think you're not supposed to talk like that in these meetings. Because it was kind of like, get to, they said, hey, we just want to get to know who you guys are. You know, we see you around. We just want to know, you know, who are you? What makes you tick? How can we help you? And I, I, my, my thing after like 20 minutes was, let's get to the point. Which, you know, I've learned not to do since. But I still fight against it. Well, we're in this meeting, right? We're talking with him. And all of a sudden, this voice comes from Pete's bag over near his foot. I could keep this going all day, Tiger. <laughs> and Pete's like, oh, it turns a million shades of red reaching for your bag, fumbling. I've never seen you. So, uh, oh, that was hilarious. Thrown off. That was pretty good. So, um, okay. So, the Rick Warren saga. Um, not only okay, so exponential tells us. So we we you know we we go do that. Well, back to the conference. This is a totally different incident. We go to the conference and uh, they tell us we can't film. Well, I've already got uh, a, an interview scheduled with Derwin Gray in somewhere in Rick's like pastor's office, and so I go and meet him. Well, anyways, the the lady who helped us set up is like Rick Warren's. It's not David Schoen. It's his like office manager. And I talked to her and I go, hey, Exponential told us, we, this is bad. Exponential, I'm sorry. I love you guys. But I, she goes, uh, we go, Exponential said we can't film here. And, you know, we had all these appointments. And she goes, oh, you can totally film here. And we're like, we can? And she goes, yeah, anything you need. So we're like, cha-ching, you know, overridden. <laughs> This is exp- This is not Exponential's house. This is Rick Warren's house. So we uh, cashed that one in, kept up with all of our interviews, um, told them that we had permission from the church to interview uh, uh, our guests. But we we didn't really get caught after that. You know, we were kind of we 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 were kind of we wouldn't do it blatantly. We we would stick to the corners, and they'd have to leave you alone. It's not like it's their property. Yeah, yeah. But that's I mean that's kind of how punk rock we were in the beginning and then uh so we we go to the speaker's dinner and i say hey pete come to the speaker's dinner with me and you're like oh i'm not a speaker and i'm like yeah you are man come on you know we're you're part of all these uh interviews let's go and uh so we we end up going to this dinner and we've told this story a million times but we sit in the back uh because we're late and uh we sit in the back and we sit next to rick warren on accident and uh we're like oh crap and uh, he ends up just, you know, oh, no, hey, sit at this table. Talks to us for like three and a half hours. Freaking awesome. So that was one of our greatest moments. And then uh, sitting down next to Ted Haggard, that was another one. And you you and I are at this conference, and you go, Psst, you know who's sitting right next to you? 
I look over and I don't recognize the dude. No. I'm like, dude, that's Ted Haggard. I'm like, who's that? And so you're whispering in my ear. He had to be aware. <laughs> like, yeah, you tell me the whole story. And uh, yeah, so that was that was another one. And we talked to him and he was eerily charismatic. How about even the when you knew it pastor's conference that you would that oh, you had me go that's to not on my list. Go on. Tell that one. You were like, hey, uh, come come to the, the meals and the meals were only for senior pastors. And I think you'd like somehow got me the black lanyards who were making this joke. It looks like I'm a senior pastor because I got the black <laughs> lanyard so I could go into the meals. And we're sitting there at the table and this guy from I think he was like a church in Las Vegas. And wasn't he like ripping on his associate pastor yep. who was like right there? Yep. And I was getting ticked, man. I was like, this is not cool. He thought he was being all cool. And, oh, I got this 16,000 square foot church and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, man, you're. you're- well, his, his assistant said something and he was real cutting and uh, really, really kind of put his assistant down. I don't remember you. You kind of took it up, didn't you? I don't think I did. I think I don't think I did. I just remember you saying you look like you're about ready to rip his head off because I was like, "This guy's pissing me off, man." He is like all shades of what's wrong with with uh, being a pastor, but I don't think he is. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say he's a bad guy. It could have just been a moment, and he was like a series of things were coming out that like. I don't know the guy, right? I couldn't even tell you what his name is or what where his church is. I just have a general idea. I thought it was in Las Vegas. But I was like, his ego was just, you know, this one lady. I remember him telling the story. Oh, this one lady was like, oh, I didn't even know uh, there was a church there. And he's like, well, it's 16,000 square foot. And I've been there for like 15 years. And I'm like, dude, it's that, it, that means you suck. <laughs> it's not right. her problem that she didn't know your church was there. Yeah. You mm-hmm. suck. For you as an average, for a, a, a marketer, like, dude. I, this is a, this is a you problem, man. Yeah. So, but the whole time I was like, I'm not supposed to be in this room. <laughs> a pastor. <laughs> Thank you for the bread. <laughs> you know, pass the butter. <laughs> you know, when you talk about pastors conferences like that, it reminds me of Pete and the sun. Remember Pete and the sun? Dude, you learned the hard way. You were talking to Brian Borderson. We were supposed to be interviewing him at the pastors conference. I set up the camera and you were like in this intimate little chat with him. And I'm like, dude, you're making me stand in the sun while you're in the desert. A fun little chat. I left. It was I literally at a hot springs. Yeah. You were pissed. I walked around the back of the building in the shade. And finally you're like <laughs> I'm calling you. You're not picking your phone up. Oh, remember? Dude, I was like, how <laughs> dare you make me stand in the sun? So funny. I had no idea. I had no idea. You learned real quick. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> never made that like, mistake again. Okay. And as a guy who doesn't like the heat that much, I kind of got it. But you're like, I have red hair. (laughs) (laughs) That was back when I had red hair. Now it's like light orange. Yeah, it's kind of cool, man. Dude, I'm getting old. It goes neat when it goes frosty. Dude, are you kidding me? We we put that that picture up yesterday, and I'm like, dude. I had red hair that night in Burbank, though. That was on my list. That was the funnest freaking night. And uh, that cartoon that Brandon Brooks made, he has some shots out there. And one shows your buddy Lindsay from Apologetics.com. And he's like, (laughs) he's kind of got his hand in his head. And and, uh, Brandon puts his caption, why did I ever let these guys on my show? Right. 
So that was fun. That was a that was a church zero cha-ching interview. And Is that cha-ching, that by the way, gets an honorable mention. That that yeah. was uh, KKLA, whatever their call sign is. They've had the uh, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. time slot forever. So you and I were up there in the middle of the night. Yes. And I think we you thought we were going to get mugged in downtown Burbank at like midnight. And yeah, 2 that was before I had a carry permit. So anything could have happened back then. That was fun, though. That was a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, yeah, he was cool, man. We met him. We met him like that dude is crazy intelligent. Yeah, he is. So um, yeah, Kurt Blake, funny enough, knows him. Guy from ECC. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So uh, all right. Um, Okay. So back to that Ted Haggard experience. That was the same conference where we went out to dinner with Michael Cheshire. First off, we interviewed him at a restaurant. We thought we were so cool. Because it was like in the background, you could hear the dishes clanging. And I remember thinking, yeah, man, we need more interviews like this, where it's like out in the real world. I dug on that. But um, one of the really funny things about Michael Treasure <laughs> is he was going through like a really tough time. And I think we that's when like, he was going through a divorce, but we didn't know it at the time. He was. And we didn't know. And we hear him yelling on the phone. And then he gets just off send the in phone. the lawyers. Just send yeah. in the lawyers. Yeah. And then he and then he uh then then he's like talking to his leaders and he's just fuming. And you and I are looking at each other like, what in the heck did we just walk into? But I do remember right after that, we're we're you know, we're waiting around trying to get in. All of a sudden I feel myself getting kind of pushed up against like the podium and and I, I can't move. I'm like totally pinned. It was Michael Cheshire's ginormous belly squishing me. And he was doing it to be funny because I turned around and he's like, hi there. <laughs> his whole belly. It's huge. He's a big dude. He's a big so dude like, to begin with. And he had a medical like, issue at that time. Too much water. Did. So he was on medication to get rid of the water. So all that water was accumulating in his belly. Yeah. And it looked like he had this huge belly. I mean, he, he looked did. pregnant. It, he it actually was, looked pregnant. Water. Yeah. Yeah. And he was smushing me. Up against the... Uh, he had to be, what, like 6'4 or something? The guy was huge. Yeah. Oh, he was a massive dude. Big dude. So his... Uh, of course, everybody wasn't, looks 6'4. Wasn't yeah. his publishing company called like First Punch or something? And I just remember I thinking, know. I hate to get First Punch from that dude. But uh, yeah, that that was pretty funny. Um, drop shipping into the Philip Yancey call with a woohoo and insulting him deeply. And then continuing to, call to him insult Phil. him Phil by Yancey. calling him Phil. And getting and having him increasingly on the call get mad at me for calling him Philip. Yeah, that was funny. Here's another one, and and see if this stirs your memory. What story this is? I can pee next to any man. Well, I know what it comes from, <laughs> but I don't remember when I told you what what the context was. When did I get stage fright on the podcast? When did I get starstruck? Yeah, was it Francis Chan? Okay, yeah, it was. It was. I got starstruck. The only See, other time I've gotten that is meeting Carrie Newhoff. And here's the thing. I had met Francis Chan. I've met him before and since and never had that experience. But having him on the podcast was like a huge deal to me. And we kind of tricked him. Remember? To get him on. Because we knew someone. Uh, why are you I saying say we all the time? Because when I do bad things, it always goes plural. Okay. Uh, I'm color you commentary. Do good things, it That's goes all plural. my job is. I have, I have no other job, just color commentary. Yes, but when when you do good things, it goes plural too. When I do good things, it stays singular. When you do bad things, stay singular. Those are, those are the rules. So real quick, here's here's the I can pee next to anybody. I worked at this video game company 
we just hired this new CFO. And at the time, this was a lot of money. He was making like, you know, quarter of a million a year. And that was huge at this time. I was like equivalent to like probably 750 today, million dollars today. And so I was going into the, the men's room to use the, the urinal and he comes in and stands next to me at the urinal next to me. And I like got stage fright and I was like, I, I can't pee because the CFO is right next to me. Right. And I was like, ah. and so now that's my mantra. I can pee next to anybody. Like no one does that. Next to you. That's who you told no me at does the that time. To and I started busting up and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was so funny. So. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty funny. Um, let's see. Yeah, just making Philip Yancey. I mean, the guy's one of my favorite authors. I actually probably would not be a writer without Philip. Philip, see what I did? Honor him. Philip Yancey. Because, you know, he was just... Um, I wrote him when I was thinking of writing in Wales before Church Zero. And I just wrote him and said, hey, I just want to tell you all the years... You've really helped me. You've helped me communicate with lost people because um, that's what he really did for me. And I, I just, you know, I wrote him and said, I just want to thank you one day. I want to write a book. He wrote me the raddest letter back and was like, hey, I really want to encourage you. You can do this. You know, blah, blah. It was just super encouraging. Mm. He knew nothing about my writing, but I, I, I might have shared like, I'd probably never really be a writer, but, you know, yada, yada. Anyways, he was just so rad. So, um, okay, so now we, we hop into uh, Pete's phases, which might surprise you to learn that Pete's very, it's like, this is your life, right? Uh, if you ever do it, this is your life, Pete, I'm gonna, you're going to hear my voice. I'm going to be like, what's your favorite underoos? <laughs> You'll be like, Peyton Jones, because your first phase was underwear. I, okay, if you say so. Do you so. remember that? No, you got this underwear. I don't know if it was Duluth Trading Company or whatever it was, but you're like, I have this underwear. It's so good, and you you didn't just talk about it once. You talked about it multiple episodes, which of course I turned into underoos. We had this recurring underoos theme. We were even going to make Church Planner podcast underoos. See, this I is what would happen. That. This is why God doesn't give us money because if we had money, we would have been totally irresponsible with it. And thought we were doing something good for the kingdom. I'm pretty sure of that. And God's like, no, your ideas are stupid. So I'm not going to fund that. So uh, it's like Shark Tank. God told us no. And uh, But you had an underwear phase. Then Pete Mitchell, you went from that to a charger phase. And you talked about that charger for months and months. I remember you saying to me, well, what's the gas mileage on it? And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> You actually almost bought me one. I didn't you almost buy you one. You think you I said you, you said, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm the kind of guy." Color commentary. You Color enough. commentary. That's all I, I respect provide. Respect you enough to but at one time you were actually telling me you're like, "I've been thinking about it actually. I'm thinking yeah. about it." I guarantee you, you I weren't. Was, I was You're just actually. you're just stringing me along. Is that like that 5 million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, I was not thinking I'm going to get okay. you. Okay, okay. Then uh, Pete went through a good phase. Um, there was one for every four of his bad phases. Uh, Pete went through a Bivo phase. And that was kind of like a phase. You kind of got obsessed and consumed with Bivo, but it was cool. 
You know what I mean? Like you would talk about Bible, 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 and that's that's what you ate. So you you have this personality thing going on, and then Pete's gun phase. These are all separate items, by the way. Uh, then there was Pete's gun phase, where he talked about guns. Now keep in mind, we're a church planning podcast, and we have Smack Talk every week, and Pete's talking about guns. <laughs> like, I remember uh, Justin, um, the the pastor of the church I go to now. He would listen to our podcast when he's like taking his kids to school and stuff. And one of his daughters goes, not about guns again. <laughs> oh, that's so rad. And I would tell people, I'd be like, guys, because by this time, this is like phase number yeah, four. Adam Richardson goes, still in the gun phase. That's true. I am still he's in the still, gun phase. He's actually still in all these phases except for the underwear phase. I think he found his true north with an underwear, and it's just normal to him now. I went commando, and that was it on the underwear There was phase. a wonder and fascination at a certain point that just – I just can't believe how good my underwear feels. This was like a thing. And uh, it breathes, you know, like it, like you would talk about it. And, uh, and I'm like, Pete, you know, of course. We would text no each other pictures of the underwear we got at Christmas. <laughs> That's right. And and my wife's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about you guys texting each other pictures of your underwear. And, uh, but, but anyways, um, th- then it was okay. One of my favorite moments on this podcast happened in the last couple months where Pete had the realization that he has phases. It was like you were totally unaware of these things. And then I pointed, I listed them out like I'm doing right now. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, you're right. Well, because no, right now no we're way. in the, uh, but that's what I mentioned. We're in the move out of California phase. We're in the, we're in the moving phase. So Pete's talking about moving. That's like going to be his new phase from now on. So until it's the next phase moment, but Pete, that's what I dig about you, man. So, uh, okay. Next, next thing, next moment was, this is personal. Nobody knows it, but I have a picture to prove it. I think my daughter's shoving a napkin with silverware at your head. There was a night. Where were where we at? Was we that- were exponential in Orlando. Okay. That was Orlando. All right. Yeah. And uh, back back when like you're like oh I'll go we'll, we'll promote the magazine and we used to always work out trade for tables there's like 25 I don't remember what I promised them I'd do but somehow we worked out like trade with exponential back and when when we couldn't afford the table because you could have and you're just like oh I'm not just I'm, I'm just not paying that and I'm like come on dude it'll be good you know so I would sell my soul to them and get a table but there's one night we went out to dinner and Liberty she has never done this to anybody. Four cents. She was tormenting you. It was like it was like that movie, The Toy, with Richard Pryor, where she thought you were her toy, and you were just taken in stride, man. And I had no idea. You, I don't think you had kids yet. No, I didn't have kids then. So it was like it was it was a true test of friendship. And I got this great shot of her, like just with this grin, just you know, and she's poking something at you, and you just have this look like. Somebody kill me now. And uh, that was great. But I made up for it the next day because Pete's dream was to go to the Holy Land experience. Oh, and you said we cannot mention this on the podcast. You were, (laughs) and you're like, you can't put this picture on social media. And it's you and me in front of the Holy Land experience sign. And we're both like pointing at it. Oh, it's the Holy Land experience. You know what's funny is I actually saw Michael Frost and Alan Hirsch post a picture of the exact same thing recently. And I'm like, everybody, when they go to exponential goes, I, I, I just got to go. And you and I were too cheap to pay for it. So we didn't go in, 
but we actually we pulled oh, over yeah, the we car. Didn't go into the Holy Land. We pulled over the car. We saw the sign. We got out. We took pictures next to the sign. Laughed a bunch. Made a bunch of jokes. Got in and drove off. It said, "Do our, not post that on social media or talk about it on the podcast." That was my Holy Land experience. Yes, yeah, so I'm like you know I don't have a lot of pride uh, as evidenced by this podcast, but I do have my limits. So uh, okay, so uh, oh I I put this out of order. The Breaking Bad face. So that was yet yeah. another face. And then uh, Lucy. Which is funny because I just texted you like a day or two ago. I'm like. Yesterday. Say my name. <laughs> I'm and like, oh, go, see, he's getting Mitchell. The- <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't even sure if you'd remember that. That's how I felt we were, man, like breaking in. I actually feel Breaking Bad is kind of a great metaphor for for what we've been in the podcasting world. We're like these like guys that just broke in. Yeah, but why didn't we get to the the hundred million dollars like like Heisenberg did? I think because God didn't give us cancer, and somewhere there's kind of like this balance where he's like, well, you know, you don't have cancer. If you want that, you know, you can have that, and then you can have the hundred million, you know. But uh, but what was funny yesterday is when I go Heisen Mitchell, and you go, you'll always be my Pinkman. So, uh, yeah, so Lucy jumping the fence. It was Lucy, right? Was it Lucy or Ricky? Ricky. It was Ricky. Oh, my gosh, dude. There were times that we'd be on the podcast and you'd be like, dude, my dog is going to jump over the fence. It's like 12 feet high. She's still going to jump over it. Yeah. Now I'd say they're about 16 feet because if you've ever seen on the Internet those pit bulls that would – like run and all of a sudden they just like go up these walls and grab the the ball at the top. That was my pit bull. She was unbelievably strong and she'd show it and how she could jump and she could just scale the fences. We had to keep going higher and higher. So she'd stay in the backyard. There was another time. Okay. So you're, you're, you're reminding me now. Um, I just had two come into my mind off that. Um, Number one was okay so number one is uh how funny we thought boy are my dogs barking we first started using that phase and we would laugh so hard we'd cry back when we had sound bites like you and i have just had this knack for things that aren't funny being super funny to us that's the one a spicy meatball and we used to laugh ourselves silly over that stupid sound bite that wasn't even funny but we that one from adam sandler uh that's my money jar I don't oh. have much money in it, but I'd like to put more money in it. <laughs> I like money, sir. Yeah. That's in fact, it. I keep some of it at home in a jar on top of the refrigerator. I'd like to put more money in that jar. That's where you come in, sir. I love that line. Um, <laughs> Ned Flanders. Oh, I didn't even have that one. Calm do down. Ding, diddly, ding, diddly. Gotta be nice. Diddly. Oh, wait, wait. Um, they tried their best. Hastily diddly. Oh, diggity ding dong. Hell crap. <laughs> best soundbite ever. Right there. Ned Flanders cussing. Uh, or, or, why? I'm a Methodist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was great. Oh, man. Oh, Who did we show that to? Wasn't it like Vanderstelt or something like that? Because David Achata was Seventh Day Adventist or something. We're like, oh, you got his right. We like showed him the clip and he lost it. It was amazing to me how non-professional we were with all of our guests. Yeah. Except for Francis. We played it cool with Francis. 
And he never came back on our show again. So I don't think we ever asked him back. No, I asked him back. And what did he say? No. No. <laughs> it was it was his assistant. His assistant must have said no to me 10 different times in 10 different ways. So nice. Um, let's see. We talked we could have done so much for his career if he would have just trusted us. Yes. Yes. Um, so on a, on a non-funny side, um, one of our greatest moments, I think was having, uh, Don Overstreet on those couple of times with the son. I mean, if we started talking about guests of notable mention, um, Don was just such a legend and the real deal. Like that dude was not a talker. He was a doer. He trained. I just quoted him yesterday to somebody um, making a point. And uh, that dude was just amazing. I remember one of his stories of. uh, I don't remember what country is in Jamaica. I don't remember exactly where it was, but he spent the night in prison with the dude who was on death row and dying the next day. And they just sang and prayed and the whole night. I'm like, can you that's 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 crazy. I think so. I feel bad for not remembering this, but he was a missionary to San Lucia, and um, he he was kind of like he was kind of like a mentor figure to me. Um, he saw something in me. In fact, that's how I got involved with Nam. He was like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to hire you, and I want you to take my position." And I was like, "I'm not moving to L.A." But um, but he was rad, like. The dude was amazing. Remember when we found out that Badger from Breaking Bad was was his son? That he had raised that guy. Yeah. And we're like, oh. So, like, at Don Overstreet's funeral, that guy played a song. Oh, did he really? Badger from Breaking Bad. Yeah. I I got to chat with him. Um, He was super skinny. He was super thin. He's on another show now called Mom. So, his son, Kirk Overstreet, will sometimes be like, oh, yeah, I went to this movie premiere. I went to... I went to this taping of such and such show, or I met such and such movie star through my brother. So that was kind of cool. And Don would never mention crap like that. You know, you would always kind of find out all the cool stuff. Like I, I think it was St. Lucia uh, that he was a missionary on, but he was like a total legend there. They, they consider almost all the gospel work that's going on there as a result of him. Wow. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. That dude was rad. Um, glad glad I mentioned him because I, I didn't have uh, guests of note on here. Uh, it was on this podcast, one of the early episodes that we had the um, uh, un- unknown, the masked uh, Southeast Asia missionary from IMB who uh, said, uh, we couldn't t- say his name because he was in a persecuted church region. Um, we had to hide his identity. <laughs> I asked him, I said, hey, I'm working on this book called Reaching the Unreached. Cha-ching. And uh, cha-ching, by the way, gets a mention. That's one of our greatest moments. We invented that role. Oklahoma was another one, um, our safe word. But um, it, we we asked him, I said, hey, you know, my, I got this theory in my book that the more front line you go, the more supernatural you see. And you guys are pretty dang front line. What are you seeing? And he looks at me and goes, is this on the record or off the record? And I said, this is, this is off the record, um, you know, and he goes, bro, I'm IMB missionary. I'm not supposed to say this, but we're seeing the dead race, man. Mm. I mean, that was, where do you go from there? Right. That was pretty cool. You mentioned MoGiv, but you didn't, you didn't mention that we would go to conferences and people would yell out M-O-G-I-V. That was back when and, people listened to the podcast. 
And recently, um, somebody still shouted out when I, when I was somewhere. Secondly, um, there's a, a story that Pete would like to tell now about how we ended our relationship with Mogiev. Pete, why don't you tell that story? I don't remember how we ended it with Mogiev. Remember that email? No, that wasn't how we ended that. They stopped being a sponsor before that. Oh, no. I, I guess I mean how, how you, you ended, ended my relationship with Mogiv. New breeds and uh, the other. Look, I was the treasurer for the church for like six months, man. Mm-hmm. Why someone a year later mm-hmm. is copying me on an email, I have mm-hmm. no that idea. That is true. That is true. But it's on them whatever happens because of that. That's all I'm saying. It was a misstep to include you on any email with the merchant account. And uh, when Pete just jokingly mentioned embezzling money, um, like, oh, joke, that's, my, that's my fake name that I used to embezzle money, except it was like going the wrong way. Like it wasn't coming out of the church. It was right. going into the church. Right. It uh, was so ridiculous. Well, well, then when I spoke to them, they're like, well, you know, sometimes people do that to launder money. And we're like, what? Like, it was some small amount, like 1800 bucks. And I remember you like going, 50 bucks a dude. month or something like that. Yeah, you're like, dude, I'm going to launder like 1800 bucks. Anyways, all that to say, that, that was a bad moment. They cut it on everybody, though. They cut it on through the word. They cut it on rev- like everything that was tied to whoever well, else was Langham, tied to that church. Chris Langham sweet talked his way out of it, but I couldn't. I called him up and, uh, you know, they, they they did not give me favor. They reinstated his right away. I'm like, he's the pastor of that church right now. Would I have nothing to do? No, nope, nope. So, anyways, uh, and he he by the way was the one included you on that email. So was he it, the one? He was. So, yeah. anyways, he uh, learned the hard way to, to yeah, not I mess know. with Pete. I know. So never include Pete. Never include Pete. That was a rule. That was a motto at Refuge Long Beach. After that. So, okay, speaking of more bad memories and bad experiences, do you remember when we did that webinar and it was right when everything was going to Zoom and we didn't put a passcode oh, on our geez. webinar? I, don't ever bring that one up. <laughs> can't ever bring that one up. Forget about that one. I'm about ready to leave this Zoom. You okay, can't bring okay, that one up. Okay, okay, okay. I know it's sensitive. Let's just put it this way. Um, it quickly took a very strange Japanese turn, and we screamed and immediately shut it down, turned a million shades of red, and I'm sure you guys can all figure out what happened. And uh, what was that podcast or what was that webinar about? I think we're just doing Zoom, but it was probably like a special episode because we wanted to It was a people. special episode. We wanted to include people from the community. To let and it on. was a rad idea. Remember us going, "Hey, what if you we wanted did to do this? it that way? Yeah. You wanted to include." I don't yeah. remember what episode it was. We learned, boy, did we <sighs> learn! Um, okay, so something from uh, today um, that you posted sending <laughs> sending Ruben uh, Young the twenty five hundred dollars. Well, it wasn't that was part of the joke in the picture. I didn't send him twenty five hundred. I'd sent him like he was in the Bivo program, and so I sent him a, a whole bunch of CDs and DVDs and and uh, material. And it got returned to me. So like it was this big old box, right? So I don't know what it cost to mail, but it was not cheap. And it got returned to me because he had already moved and I didn't know he'd moved. And so I made the joke. Oh, I, I included $2,500 with this and, <laughs> and it never got cashed. Now I got to give this money to some other church plant out there. And so he knew it was a joke. That's why he was like, oh, well, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And like, uh, 
I mean, I can't remember the church planner's name out in Florida. Um, there's a church that Travis was at. We interviewed the guy. He was like, hey, I can give yeah, you, I, I think it was like Redemption Church. I can't remember what it was. He was like, hey, I can give you our, our address. Send us the money. And like all these pastors are like, hey, send me the money. Paul Percy wanted it. It was, it was funny. It was funny. But there was no money. That was just part of the joke. Like It was pretty dang funny. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, Blade Runner. Oh, gosh. That was awful. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Um, well, okay. So here's one people don't know, but Pete and I used to, we used to do Google Hangouts. We first started up. And one day we're sitting there and Pete's like, what's this? And all of a sudden this hat goes boop over his head. And it's, it's like a cat in the hat type thing. And he's like, I'm like, how'd you do that? And all of a sudden, boop, these glasses appear. Boop, this pipe appears out of his mouth. Boop, all the, you know, little star doilies, you know, springs on his head. And I'm like, show me, show me. So he shows me. I don't know how many times we did. It was back when we were doing hardcore and we were interviewing people. They would turn up and be, I'd be chilling there with like these Dr. Seuss houses, hats, pipes hanging out of our mouth, um, you know, bandito scarves over our face. And uh, so, again, that goes back to how non-professional we were with our guests. I see. Okay. I, you brought up something when you mentioned hardcore church planning. So we did that podcast which was basically church planner podcast without smack talk. So it was a half hour show and we would always interview guests and you'd like the day before go, Oh, we're interviewing whoever it is. Like I'm supposed to know who this person is and you've read their book. And so literally I would start the call, you know, Hey, Pete, welcome to hardcore church or whatever. And then you would start interviewing them would never let me talk. Not only that, but I didn't even know what to ask these people because I had no idea what their books were about or anything. And then at the end, I would ask them the fight question. And I still remember Ruben this one time goes, I totally didn't even remember you were on the podcast until you asked the fight question. I'm like, I got to get off this podcast. And that's when I stopped yeah. doing that podcast. Yeah, at a certain point. So we we broke it into two, remember? And then I kept it going for a while. That podcast... I. I get a lot of feedback from that podcast. Still, people are like, I love that podcast, where it was just an interview of other people. So for those of you that don't know, the podcast that I'll be uh, doing in Church Plantology is going to be exploring the church planning principles in plantology. There are 10 of them. Um, and then what we'll do, it'll be a highly produced podcast, unlike this one, which, uh, you know, uh, because I'm not doing that work. Um, but it, it'll literally be highly produced, but it'll be people from all over the globe, parts of Southeast Asia, um, South America, um, particularly the developing world, parts of Europe, too. Um, not as much of an American flavor, but what it'll be doing is it'll be incorporating that global aspect of um, church planning uh, that church plantology says, can this, is it in the scripture? Does it work here? And has it been seen in church history? Has God done this before to expand his kingdom? So, and part of that is, I just don't want to be the guru, right? I want to hear other people telling their stories. And so there is a a somewhat of a return to that, Um, which Pete and I talked about, and I don't, I, I think it'd be hard for us to get on here and not do smack talk. So that's that's going to be. So okay, I'm already so, kicked out. Gotcha. <laughs> that's all I needed to hear. Okay. You mentioned it already, but he gave birth 
to himself, Pete's notorious uh, spoiler ending. Ending. In my defense, that was on Facebook, and I intentionally put spoiler alert. And then I told the story of uh, it's a movie called Predestination starring Ethan Hawke. It's sci-fi. It's time travel. I'm in. Like, It's on the podcast when you spilled the beans to me. It was like you couldn't contain your your, your head. Was You'd like already swimming. read it. You'd read it on the Facebook post. Had I? Yeah. That was right he when uh, Luke to himself. <laughs> Yeah, Luke was born, so I had to stay up late to like give him a bottle at a certain time. So I would like look for things I could watch, and I watched that movie, dude. I mean, imagine that storyline: the guy gives birth to himself. That's all I can say. You got to watch the movie; it's a great story. There was also Pete's movie, which I mention every once in a while. Uh, which is kind of unfair because I just mentioned it last week, but it, it's the funnest thing to mention on this podcast. Tell me, Pete. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have to hunt very deep to go find that clip. Uh, and okay, so this this brings up um, one of my favorite. Um, so I love your camp stories. Your camp stories are probably to me the funniest things I've ever heard. I, I don't even know I what had camp those collected. Are. Back when you were the host of the camp, like oh. the swinging the kids by the belt thing, yeah. your camp stories were the best. The way that because they would use Pete to rile up the crowd uh, for announcements, right? Like after one of the oh, is actually right before we started games. Oh my! So God. it was like transition from church to games. Those stories are the best because Pete's like you know they're just they're just letting them loose. And he's with a bunch of kids, and they're funny as heck. If I could have, like, a collection of those, like an audio collection, that would be great. Um, son of a Baptist pastor, using that as, like, a curse word has been fun to me, personally. What would years. you do for $1,000? <laughs> That's on my list next. The tattoo incident. <laughs> That's how the I wrote what? it down. The tattoo incident. I don't understand. That's where that came from, right? Wasn't that? Wasn't that because, oh. No, it came from joining the Southern Baptist. What would you do for $1,000? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, okay, so it was really funny because uh, the joke I made back when you did um, Ruben's, uh, you know, his uh, $2,500 prank, I wrote, wow, normally you have to pretend to stop drinking beer for that kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) Which everybody knows in the church planning world, I really did stop drinking the beer, but only when I realized I remember talking to my boss and he was going to to Iceland and I just mentioned to him, like, I've been on staff for like months. I was still drinking beer. I just thought you weren't supposed to do it publicly. And uh, I mentioned to him, I go, oh, so we go to Iceland and you try all the bruiser. And he looks at me like I have devil horns and he goes, "Uh," and he knew I wasn't from the Southern Baptist. He knew I was new. He actually hired me. He looks at me and goes, "Uh, you do know, right, that like, we're not allowed to drink at all. And I'm like, no. And he goes, uh, and he was cool about it because other guys might've fired me, but he was super cool. He's like, no, no, Peyton, Peyton, I can't stress this enough. You'll get fired. And I'm like, well, they didn't make me sign anything. And he goes, they didn't. And I said, no, no, I didn't sign anything. He said, I, they I probably mean, did. You just didn't read it. No, they actually, back when they hired me on as a, or when they funded the church, I never signed the infamous, uh, document. They never gave me that. So I never, never signed it. 
But when I came on staff at NAM, there probably was some code of conduct. And I misunderstood like, oh, you just don't drink it publicly. And that goes back to a conversation I had with someone who will remain nameless. Because <laughs> uh, I told him when I joined, I was like, hey, well, you know, I'm kind of charismatic and I drink beer. And they're like, oh, yeah, just don't be stupid. And uh, but that, you know, so I wasn't being stupid. But it turns out when I was talking to the guy, I was being honest and transparent. Like I didn't I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But that was kind of a joke. I did then stop drinking beer. But uh, our islands meetings, of course, we mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. I think some of these we we spilled these out. But the tattoo incident. What was the tattoo was, incident? Tattoo incident was when you posted the tattoo you wanted to get on Facebook. And you were convinced I had seen this post. And it just refused because you got into it with someone who had donated to New Breed. And you're like, oh, we're staying out of it. Because yes. I got the two that inspired you to get your tattoo. <laughs> So okay, that's why we said, "What would you do for a thousand dollars?" I'm like, I hadn't even seen that post. I hadn't even seen. I literally the conversation. I thought you were being unusually quiet because all these pastors, like Adam Richardson, who's been on our our Facebook stream today, he was jumping in on it, you know, because he's got all these tats and he's in the middle of Mormon country Devil. and he uses it to like, you know, I, I'm a pastor and you got tattoos and oh you know gosh. they're all gospel related. Paul Percy's got all kinds of tattoos that are all gospel related. And then you silent. And I'm like, how is he not jumping in on this? And I'm like, oh, it's because I know the guy has given to new breed and he doesn't want to offend the guy. So good. Yeah. So good. Well, there, there is uh Bill Bickmeyer who has said some of the funniest stuff ever uh, actually mentioned uh, yesterday. He said, you shouldn't speak about your episode with Phil Yancey. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. And then he said the transsexual changing in the main bathroom, oh, yeah. which was a rad uh, story, um, you know, which which did happen. Um, uh, you can actually hear about that on. We actually had an episode called that. We had one on exorcism, which was interesting. I think we and did the one, one about or two the house on exorcisms. Country. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but the, the transsexual in the in the bathroom actually made a church planning minute about that. That's pretty epic. If you haven't seen it, it's like a, a minute and a half long. But um, some people from the LGBT community wrote comments on that and were pretty touched by it, actually. Um, that that was really interesting to me. Um, I don't know if the comments are disabled. I do know there's like an adult warning, so I can't even watch it anymore because I have all these weird filters on my computer. So I can't watch my own video. Um, but um, the last one that I had for today, which is my probably favorite, uh, where'd it go? I, I haven't said it because, oh, my favorite memory was when we had the book competition giveaway. Okay. And the guy won the pastor's library. Travis Lynn. I don't remember if it was Travis Lynn. Was it 25 bucks, 50 bucks? I don't remember. It was a ton of books. I think it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, it was a ton of books. And we decided for that episode of the podcast, we were so proud of ourselves. Because we had done, wasn't that where we were doing like 10-minute episodes every day? And we were building up to it. I don't think so. I don't think we did on that. So we did this giveaway and it was like 30 books and they were like church planning books out of my, out of my library. Cause I used to get sent like tons of books and I had duplicates. And so we put together this package. In fact, we even wrote to some of the publishers and said, Hey, can you send us? And we had books like, um, 
uh, if it was church calling, planting related, it was in there. There were just really good books. We had we had handcrafted this thing, and Travis Lynn won, and we decided we would call him live on the podcast and make it a a, a deal where we call him and we want to hear him cry. You know, like publishers clearinghouse knock on his door, and uh, and it was the funniest freaking thing because you and me screwing around a bunch. Oh, he's not answering. Let's call his wife. So we you know we tried to get a hold of whoever we could. We finally get his number. I don't remember. I think we called his church, right? I don't remember. I, I We could literally listen to that episode because it was in real time. We were it was in real him. time, and we got him. And he's out deer hunting in the middle of the woods, and we completely blow his deer hunt. He's like, I tell my associate pastors, don't you dare call me when I'm hunting. <laughs> oh, wait, I got 30 books? He's like, what? Yeah, he was happy. And he's like, and he was so cool about it. He's like, well, you guys kind of blew my deer hunt, but... I'm really happy I won. So, because back then, I mean, that was that was kind of a treasure trove, you know. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, those those have been our memories, man. It's been been some good times. You know, let me ask you: um, with all these changes going on in your life, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one. We're topping fifty, but that's one for sure. How are you going to be able to take care of all your bookkeeping and payroll needs and IRS compliancy for your your nonprofits, your churches, everything else you do, Peyton? Well, Pete, I'm glad you asked because you know, on top of doing the things you mentioned, I am also busy crafting segues for our sponsors from every topic we've ever given, which has been a thing. We've never read the scripts off. We did once or twice for each of our sponsors first time because we knew they'd be checking. Then we just make it up like this from then on. Yeah. But uh, the the way, Pete, and, and how we can never get through it, um, these have been truly fun and we amuse ourselves like this whole podcast. But uh yeah, Pete, you know, um, I go to simplifychurch.com with Josh Henry because, you know, Josh was once a church planner and he understands how church planners think and feel, Pete. And uh, one day he held aloft his magic financial sword and said, I have the power to help you as a church planner. And only three others share the secret, Sorceress, Pete Mitchell, and Peyton Jones. And together we defend your church plan's finances from the evil forces of Skeletor. <laughs> Simplified Church, man. So, uh, yeah. What about your other one? Simplifiedchurch.com. The other one is Sermon Boss, which I'm a little torn about because uh, they were going to upload all my sermons on there as part of the trade. (laughs) They recently wrote. You never got it to them? Yeah. No, I I was just ready to get it to them now. All of them had to be retitled. So, we're just getting through that now. And uh, they actually um, they said, oh, we're not going to be able to do it. But I do have a full time employee now. So, that is good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but sermonboss.com, it's a really good service. <laughs> so check them out. Um, hey, so uh, anyways, Pete, uh, no, they, they honor it. They say, hey, we'll give you like three years where you don't got to pay now. So Pete Mitchell gets nothing out of that deal. No. So Pete, uh, going from here, like honestly, I do seriously mean when the Star Wars movie comes out or Book of Boba Fett or there's something to talk about with Star Wars, we will be back. Uh, at least I will, maybe. I don't know if I can without Pete. But Pete, would you come back to do a special Star Wars episode? I don't know. Because we'll that see. was kind of a thing. We, we'll we'll have, have to see if the public wants me back. Do <gasps> I feel the love? Ooh, ooh, put it back on them. You know they do, Pete. You know they know. want you. I don't know they do. 
So, uh, Pete, where can they find you going forward? Well, right now I got two podcasts going on. One is called the Thriving Christian Business Podcast, which I do with Dave Negri out in Florida. And uh, the other one is called From Concealment Podcast. It's a It started out as a gun lovers podcast, and it's more of a down with the man podcast. And I do that with uh, Dan Sams, church planner out in Ohio, runs a, a house church network. And um, I'm I am probably going to start up the Bivo stuff again uh, for pastors here in the next couple of weeks. And so I might come back on the Church Planner podcast and convert it into Bivo. So who knows? We'll see. That'd be cool, dude. That'd be really cool. And uh, then you can have me on as a guest. That's true. Kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think that'd be rad. Um, so check that out. The Dan Sams one, they're actually a really good team, uh, church planners. Um, I mean, Dan is, Dan is a church planner, right? He's a house church guy. So he's, he's very, uh, but he's very well-spoken. He's got some theology stuff as well. I want to chat with him about that in the future. But uh, I'll be on uh, the Church Plantology podcast, which will launch in the new year. Um, the other podcast I'm doing that's folding down is with Barry Waters and Andrea Jones, and that is actually uh, having its final episode. I will be starting up in its place the Team Leadership Podcast. So that will be about all things team leadership. It will help you whether you're transitioning from a Moses-only model to a team leadership um, and we'll talk about probably every issue under the sun. That one will start sooner, probably within the next month. About the time Pete gets his Bible stuff going, I'll probably have that up and going. So you can still find me on those two podcasts going forward. So um, in the meantime, uh, keep an eye out for New Breed. If you have not signed up to my newsletter, you can do that at ministryninja.com, which, by the way, is going to shut down as well. Um, and I'll talk more about that. If you sign up to my newsletter, you can hear all about that. But I'm going to be running forward in future with New Breed. That will change over to NewBreedTraining.com. And almost everything I do is going to be centered out of there going forward. So uh, anyways, that's been it. Guys, I want to thank you uh, really for the nine-year run. Uh, Pete and I would have just been two guys in mom's basement, like Ed Stetzer said, if it weren't for you um, showing up here. Um, those of you that have written in the last week or two, just to um, kind of say, hey, this has been like a companion. I felt like I had a friend in the world. Um, that has kind of been our goal. Our goal is to, 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 yes, to give you some instruction, but also to let you know you're not alone. And I think one of our key things has been to let you know that you can be a knucklehead and still have God use you. In fact, uh, that's why God chose the 12. They were knuckleheads, and God completely used them to turn the world upside down. If that's something that we've left you with over the last nine years, that, hey, stupid, it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. Um, then we've done our job. And uh, Pete and I have had fun. We've built, you've watched us build a friendship in real time. We will be building a friendship. I'll be, I have to drive and see Pete now, which I'm doing this Sunday. Don't doubt it. I don't believe it. And, uh, you know, so guys, just for me, I want to thank you. Pete, Pete's an ingrate, so he won't thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Any, any final words, Pete? You got to do our final sign off. I will. Do you want to say anything to our audience? Uh, 
I love you, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I've got nothing to say. Yeah. After that, you, I can you never let me talk. And now you're going to let me talk. I got nothing yeah. at this point. Come yeah, on. that's good. That's good. Why break that stride now? Right. Well, hey, guys. Oh, go ahead. I, was you were gonna I still say. remember the principality of Sealand. I mean, <laughs> that was a great story. We'll always have Sealand. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on our farewell voyage of the Church Planner Podcast. This has been for nine years, Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you that if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. And we'll see you on our next podcast. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music